today on The Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. First, a very serious situation that's put a lot of people on edge. Yesterday's missile hit in Poland that killed two people has caused some concern. It's reported to have been a Russian-made ordinance. And that has already prompted meetings with some NATO leaders who are already gathered for the G20 in Indonesia. There's also talk of what NATO might do in response to this hit involving a NATO member nation. With more on that, uh, we go to Global News Europe Bureau Chief Crystal Gemensing. Officials are working at that scene in a rural area in a village known as Peshevadouf. That is just about 10 kilometers from the Ukrainian border. Officials are trying to confirm if, in fact, the fire and the fatalities were the result of a Russian missile strike. At this point, that has not yet been confirmed. But Polish officials are increasing the readiness of their military, and they are talking with NATO officials and allies, including the United States. They are also calling for an emergency NATO meeting on Wednesday. That's at the request of Poland. That's under Article 4, which is basically to gather consensus and to come up with a next plan of action. Crystal Gamansen, Global News, London. With more on this is Oral Brown, who is Professor of International Relations and a senior member of the Monk School of Global Affairs at the University of Toronto. Thank you, Professor Brown, for joining us this morning. Thank you. Um, There have been a few updates since the report was filed by our Global News Europe Bureau Chief, Crystal Gamansing. One is that this was Russian-made ordinance, but uh, there is some speculation that it may have actually been uh, a Ukrainian group that fired it, uh, trying to defend itself against Russian missiles, and that uh, in that exchange of ordinance, this one went over the border into Poland. That was one of the updates. Um, Also, uh, apparently... uh, the Britain says it's not going to rush to judgment about why a missile landed in rural Poland, that they're going to uh, wait for more reports and a, a greater investigation about what's going on. What can you tell us? I mean, we heard in her report uh, that they are enacting Article 4. We've also heard about Article 5 of uh, the NATO agreement. Um, and people may not be too familiar with what all of that means. This is a very difficult, indeed very dangerous situations. So I think uh, it may be worth deconstructing it because I think it is essential to get the facts right. There is something called the fog of war. So initial reports may prove to be inaccurate. And consequently, uh, an investigation is essential and that investigation should be as objective as possible. But what is also essential is to appreciate, to have a full understanding of the larger context of what is going on. So the original reactions resembled something out of the movie Rashomon. Everybody seemed to have had a different kind of interpretation of what had actually occurred, which was that some kind of uh, uh, missile hit Polish territory. Two innocent people were killed inside Poland, and Poland is a member of NATO. Ukraine, uh, Ukraine's reaction first was, that this was a Russian attack, that they had nothing to do with it, that they could prove it, and they wanted to be part of the investigation. They appear to have softened that somewhat, and they're saying now that they would like to be part of a joint investigation. The investigation that is taking place right now is being conducted by Poland and by United States. Ukraine is not involved so far. In the case of the U.S., there was remarkable speed with which 
uh, President Biden last night already said that this was unlikely to have been a, uh, an attack uh, from Russian territory. But just look at the cost of what he was saying. He was not saying that this was not necessarily an attack by Russians from occupied Ukrainian territory, but it wasn't directly from Russia. And there's a reason for that, because the Biden administration had been very insistent throughout that even though they would not get involved directly in Ukraine, they would not allow Russia to touch one inch of NATO territory. This is what Biden claimed from the beginning. This would come back to haunt him. Let's not forget that he was vice president under Obama when United States drew a red line in Syria. If Syria used uh, chemical weapons, and United States basically subcontracted to the, uh, this to Russia the, the removal of Syrian chemical weapons to disastrous, absolute disastrous effects. Then there is Poland. The Poland is in a bind and under tremendous pressure from the United States not to uh, accuse Russia directly. And Poland said that this was most likely an accident, that it may have been a Ukrainian uh, weapon that was fired, a Russian missile uh, system that was acquired by Ukraine, the S-300, and maybe this is what caused it. Uh, then there was the UN Secretary General, Jens Stoltenberg, who said that there's no evidence that this was a direct uh, Russian re responsibility, uh, meaning that they fired it deliberately. However, he said Russia is nonetheless responsible because Ukraine would have had to have defended itself against a huge Russian missile attack and in that process, they may have fired the missile that went astray and hit territory in Poland. So these are the different views, but we have to get back to what is the large context? What does it really mean? What if, let's say, uh, uh, we accept uh, what Stoltenberg says? What do you do about it? And then there is the Russian interpretation, which is that this was a provocation and that it was a false flag operation. And so we have to be very careful to monitor Russia's reaction, because whatever the West does collectively impacts what Russia is doing. And so far, Russia has not been deterred from invading Ukraine. They did invade Ukraine. And Russia has not been deterred from conducting what so many analysts now have concluded is Russian energy terrorism. That is the deliberate targeting of civilian infrastructure, particularly the energy infrastructure in Ukraine, to basically freeze the Ukrainian people during the winter, and that has not been stopped. Well, and in fact, uh, when this uh, missile hit in Poland occurred, there was an exchange of ordnance going on between Russia and Ukrainian forces uh, because the utilities, the in particular the electric utilities, have been targeted by Russia. Exactly. This was possibly the largest attack by missiles on Tuesday from Russia, targeting a vast range of utilities within uh, Poland. Something like 10 million people lost power throughout the country. This is a country of about 40 million people. So we're looking at about a quarter of the population and they, they are desperately trying to restore that power. And this is illegal under international law, the deliberate targeting of civilians. And Russia has been doing this and the United States and the West has not supplied uh, the Ukrainians with enough anti-aircraft uh, defenses. They're doing a bit more now than they had done before. 
So if the Ukrainians were using old Russian air defenses like the S-300, those are not as accurate as the high Mars, uh, uh, those are land-based missiles uh, that uh, they give it to fight on the land. And in terms of air defenses, there were the NASAMs, which are more accurate uh, than uh, the Russian uh, systems, but more needs to be done. So the question here is, what is uh, the West going to do about it? If we go back to what uh, Jens Stoltenberg, the Secretary General of NATO, said, I think this is really crucial because he's saying, even if it turns out that this was a missile, an S-300, let's say, fired by Ukraine, trying to shoot down incoming Russian missiles, Russia bears responsibility because they have committed an act of aggression against Ukraine by illegally invading Ukraine, by continuing to target infrastructure. Here was Ukraine defending itself, and this may have been an unfortunate accident, but it did not happen in a vacuum. It occurred because Ukraine is continuously being attacked, and Russia bears that responsibility. So then NATO has to do something about it, but clearly the Biden administration and the uh, West Europeans do not want to have a direct confrontation with Russia. It's understand. It's understandable. Russia is a nuclear power. But on the other hand, if they don't somehow take very strong measures against Russia, what is the message in the Kremlin? What does Vladimir Putin think? Already there's an asymmetry. The Ukrainians are not allowed to hit targets anywhere deep inside Russia. The Russians are able to hit targets throughout Ukraine with impunity because they know the Ukrainians cannot retaliate against Russian cities, against Russian uh, military bases deep inside inside Russia. So uh, this gives uh, Russia a phenomenal advantage. Is the West going to continue to allow this to happen? Or is the West at least going to provide a much more capable air defense system? The Germans have sent over one very capable air defense system to the Ukrainians. Where are the rest of these systems? Why has the West waited this long? Why has it been the case that Russia can act uh, with relative impunity, whereas Ukraine has to act with one arm tied behind its back? What does Mr. Putin uh, conclude looking at this thing? He's losing on the ground, and as he's losing on the ground and lost Kherson, he then launched this huge wave of missiles, including missiles that come close to the Polish border. So when you are firing at cities that are close to the border and the Ukrainians are defending themselves, accidents may happen, but those accidents happen not because the Ukrainians would have been irresponsible. They would have happened because Russia was conducting these illegal acts of aggression. We're in conversation with Oral Brown, who's professor of international relations and a senior member of the Monk School of Global Affairs at the University of Toronto. We're going to be taking a short break for a couple of commercial messages, and uh, Professor Brown is going to be staying with us uh, for a little bit more insight on this. You're listening to the Bill Kelly Show podcast on 900 CHML. Our guest is Oral Brown, who is Professor of International Relations and a senior member of the Monk School of Global Affairs at the University of Toronto. And we're talking about the missile strike yesterday that landed in Poland. It's still not 100% clear 
who fired the ordinance because it was Russian-made, but there is still a chance. And in fact, uh, NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg uh, said the incident was likely caused by a Ukrainian air defense missile that was fired against Russian air attacks on Ukraine. Um, And I'm wondering, uh, Professor Brown, Zelensky said earlier this week the liberation of Hershon was the beginning of the end. Could Putin have taken that as a challenge? Absolutely. Putin is losing this war and he has miscalculated, but he has miscalculated because he thought he had a green light at the beginning. Uh, He was told that uh, the uh, NATO countries would not be involved inside Ukraine, that they would guard only NATO territory. Uh, the United States government was very reluctant to provide Ukraine with uh, substantial armaments. The German government refused to provide any armaments, basically outside of meals ready to eat and some uh, helmets and, and vests. And uh, when uh, President Zelensky was told by the American administration that he should flee Kiev, uh, and he memorably replied, uh, I am not looking for a ride, I need ammunition. Had he gone the other way, we could do a, a thought experiment, Putin might have won. So now that he is losing, he is trying to terrorize uh, the Ukrainian people. He is trying to scare uh, the West, particularly the Western Europe. He has tried to use nuclear blackmail. So he's throwing, in a sense, just about everything at the wall to see what will stick. And this is why the response by NATO countries is so essential. And the American administration and the President Biden kind of painted themselves in a corner because they're saying, well, if you attack one inch of uh, NATO territory, we are going to be at war with you. And obviously, they do not want to be at war with Russia. Uh, So they are trying to be very careful to somehow massage the message and say, well, uh, first of all, it was not something deliberate. And second, it may have been a Russian-made missile, but it wasn't fired by the Russians. But we still had the problem that it was fired in response to Russian aggression, even if it was fired by Ukrainians. It was fired because the Russians are continuing to uh, basically commit horrific war crimes that are getting closer to the definition of genocide. Uh, There are many millions of Ukrainian refugees. People are cold inside Ukraine. They are without hot water or even without water in many cases, without electricity. And Putin is continuing to do this. And now he has been targeting uh, certain infrastructure that is very close to the Polish border. So what is what it's going to do about this, uh, in, uh, in addition to saying, well, we are not claiming that this is enough to go to war with Russia, which is certainly understandable because, again, uh, Russia is a nuclear power and you want to avoid a direct confrontation with Russia. But there are so many more things that NATO could do. So NATO countries could provide Ukraine with a great deal more in terms of anti-aircraft defenses. They could provide much more to Ukraine in terms of tanks and of aircraft. So Ukraine could push the Russians back much more quickly, perhaps force the Russians to negotiate in good faith. The Russians at the moment, their negotiating stance is that one, there is no real country called Ukraine, two, there are no real people called Ukrainians, and three, 
the government of Ukraine is a neo-Nazi government that has to be removed. In other words, they are presenting an, an existential threat to Ukraine. You would not be negotiating with an enemy. You'd be negotiating with an executioner. Well, we'll have to see how this plays out in the days and weeks to come. Thank you so much for your insights. Thank you. We've been speaking with Oral Brown, Professor of International Relations and a senior member of the Monk School of Global Affairs at the University of Toronto with regards to, uh, well, what's happening in the wake of this missile strike in Poland yesterday. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.